Hello and welcome to the Loud and Down Talking Points podcast. It's the freebie one. It's the one on SoundCloud and Patreon for free or, or wherever you get your podcast or wherever you get your Loud and Proud podcast. And as you can tell in my voice, I'm very enthusiastic to talk about this one. There's tons of talking points and they're all positive, mainly positive, because Loud have picked up a win. Just when I thought I was going to see an entire Loud season of adult football in Horland without a victory, we pick up one in the final day of the league. And Jesus feels magnificent. Because I was at the, the hurling game yesterday. They, they, they suffered a late, late loss against Fermanagh. And I thought, that's it. I haven't seen Loud win this year live. Maybe I'm just a magpie. But um, I did see the Loud Miners win. So I was holding that. That was one win we did have. But yeah, today we were we were brilliant. We were very, very solid. We knew when to win the game. We knew when to turn it on. We knew when to raise the intensity levels. And uh, yeah, we get into all that. Um, we're going to have a chat with Wayne. We get the, the reaction from Wayne after the game. Much relieved Wayne Cairns, who um, who ended that six-game losing streak, who went in a league. We just when we thought we are going to lose, go through two entire league campaigns without winning three years, we pulled it out of the bag of the debt. Um, and I suppose, like, I'll get into it. We'll we start with the, with the first team. Um, Craig Lynch... Dan Corcoran, Dermot Campbell, Kevin Carr, Anthony Williams, Owen Callan, John Clutterbuck in the half-back line, Tommy Doran and Bevan Duffy in the middle of the field, Liam Jackson, Kieran Keenan, Conan McKeever make up the half-forward line, Paddy Riley, Sam Mulroy and Conor Whelan was a late change for Ryan Bournes in the, in the starting 15. Ryan Bournes was omitted from the panel altogether through injury. In came number 15 on his back, Paul Matthews, but he was only on the bench. He made a, a late substitute in the game. But, yeah, it was a game that it was a game that Loud wanted to win. You could tell that Loud wanted to win. I was chatting to Paddy Talley before the game, and he was keen to use a lot of uh, down players, uh, a lot of uh, extended members of the panel, the down panel. And he did so. He started with six debutants. Some of them were ropey enough. They weren't great. But uh, yeah, they'll probably did. They had he had to give them minutes. Like they're playing in a fortnight's time against Fermanagh, and he wanted to get them in. But a couple of them did shine. A couple of the Kilku boys shone that I, that I spoke about earlier on last week on the Patreon podcast in the preview tour. There will be loads of preview pods and uh, stuff up on the Patreon podcast for ahead of the Longford game this Sunday at half one in Mullingar. So stay tuned and please sign up and please support the Loud and Proud podcast. And uh, we started. Um, we start with one of those Kilku players getting off the score sheet. That's Ryan Johnson. It was a very nervy, kind of edgy start to the game of Dowdles Hill. The pitch and the, the conditions were perfect. Really, really beautiful surface. Playing really well. Playing really wide. And just uh, made for a good game of football. Um, no real wind. Um, it was dry. So you couldn't fault it. It was perfect conditions. Uh, down got into an early lead with the two Kilku boys. Uh, Ryan Johnson, Devlin. Nailing a free. Tommy Dornan gets his traditional point. Very much like I, I spoke about last week. Get him inside the full forward line. Get him in the in the forward line completely. And he, he um, finished off a really good move with Anthony Williams. Anthony Williams was really bright at the start of the game. He was up for it. He was driving. He was full of energy. And then Sam levelled and pulled it ahead with a free. And we started just to turn the screw and get that intensity up. And uh, Sam just solos, drive through, down, retreats to the retreat off and retreat off him. In the 11th minute, Kiki Keenan just comes off his shoulder and buries in a really good finish. And he does mark his debut start with a goal. He did get his a goal last week. I showed it. I put it up on Twitter. 
ball looked up behind the line to me but he made certain in the 11 minute today with a goal that put us 1-4 to 3 ahead Barry O'Hagan was hitting freeze for down on the left hand side and with his left foot on the right hand side Paul Devlin was hitting him so they were swapping freeze but um, Loud weren't really giving up much to be honest and uh, although they did hit three in a row to O'Hagan and Dylan Ward again um, and Ryan Johnson <clears throat> but Bevan came up the field and kicked the point Paul Devlin hit another free and then Sam got a goal just gets the ball in the left corner down the kind of field end not the road end of Hagerstown or of Dowdles Hill and just when you thought he was running out of road he turns slows down steadies himself in front of the goal and buries it to the net that put us 2-5-7 in front Kieran Keenan gets another one after that after a hot ball that pushes right ahead 2-6-7 and we're very much in control even at that moment he kind of thought this gap's a bit, a little bit too much for Dan O'Hagan did pull one back but Darren McCampbell comes up the field Loud's best player all season, really composed, really good, but not good news with Dermot Cannon. We'll hear that and weigh in there in a minute. But he comes up the field and slots over a lovely point off his left foot. Um, and Dylan Ward gets a disputed point. It was wide. Right in front of us, it was wide. Don't know how the referee, the linesman, give it. But uh, it was 279 and a half time. After the second half, we came out with that just that pure intent we were going to win this game, no matter what. Um, John Clutterbuck and Liam Jackson gets the two scores that Darren really needed to get back into the game. And they were counter-attacking moves. They were pacey. Jackson was very lively in that third quarter. Sam Roy adds another score for the three scores in a row. To put us 2-10-9 ahead. Devlin replies with a couple of scores. But then Colin McKeever intercepted John O'Hare. He was another debutant in goals for Darren. Intercepts the kick out and runs straight clean through. And buries to the net. 3-10-11 points. Game over. Sam Follows it up with a free straight after three eleven to eleven, and then it was more. It was it was it was game over. I think it was Peter now. Lads are throwing subs in left, right, and center. Um, Sam was swapping frees with O'Hagan and Devlin. Uh, Johnson added to his point. He got four points in the second half. Robbie Curran came off the bench to get a mark, and uh, a couple of other subs came on. Robbie Curran obviously got the mark. Owen Duffy came in. Fergal Donahue came in. Um, Jerry Garland came in as well. And Ryan Johnson got the last point of the half. It was just petered out. The intensity was gone, but uh, Loud did enough. And uh, we get to Wayne Cairns now. And the boys got the reaction from him after the game. And then I will go into the talking points after we hear from Wayne. All right, uh, Wayne. Wayne, uh, sure, uh, the feeling in the dressing room and among the, the management team much better today than what has been the case in the last, what, six matches? Yeah, it's, it's certainly a different feeling. Yeah, it's much better, much better feeling. Um, the boys done really well, so I'm delighted for them. Um, you know, you're on the floor and, you know, your confidence is in your boots and you can't get a performance and you, you go all the way to Cork and it's a difficult day and all, all the other stuff going on and then, you know, to come out with a decent performance today and uh, beat down. Um, yeah, very happy with them, fair play to them. You seem to have regrouped very well during the week after all that went on in Cork and I suppose the, the controversy over the likes of the, the testing and uh, the bit of controversy over that but the lads certainly uh, answered a few of their critics there today. Well they did, yeah. Like, like In the normal times it's difficult when you're at the foot of the table and you're after getting relocated with all the extra stuff thrown in. You know, It is it is psychologically different for everybody in the country, never mind football team. So what they did, they trained well during the week just try try to change a couple of things um, they responded really well in the two sessions we had during the week and then they, you know they, they, they executed really well today so fair play like you know they're, 
you know, it's difficult when your confidence is low, but they, they definitely picked their confidence up today and put in a good performance. And I mean, you made some personnel changes, positional changes, uh, but seemed to be much more organised and seemed to be a lot more purpose about the team team today. Well, we were definitely defensively better, which was the big thing. Like five nineteen, regardless if it's uh, you know a top team like Cork, it's it's just it's not on. So we did make some defensive changes and as you say personnel and I thought they done really well um, some young lads coming into the team today um, I thought they were excellent um, so there was a lot more organisation in the team, there was a lot more purpose so that's, that's testament to their work during the week in fairness to them Does that effort now and the, the, the effort and the performance of the players that you started today, does that make your job of picking the team next week any easier? Well it probably doesn't um, you know there's certainly going to be a lot of competition for places for the, the championship 26 and the team so but that's what you want um, you know we'll see what way they are now, how they react now to train and choose and I hope no injury I think we might have one injury with Dermot Campbell which is probably the downside of the day but we'll see how he is but yeah there'll be a lot of competition Championship of course uh, always uh, an exciting prospect no matter what a different time of the year obviously different circumstances when but uh, everything really in the last couple of weeks has been geared towards this It has yeah and um, so we got the per- perfect platform today really um, a win and a good performance so Championship is different um, it's certainly different this year at a different time of the year so um, but it's tough you always have to whatever you're doing in the league you have to do a lot more in the Championship so whilst we're happy today we still have to make sure that we're you know, we've at least extra 25% next week and into that championship game. Yo, Longford won at this stage. Uh, you started out your league campaign with a defeat against them uh, over at uh, Pierce Park. So um, I suppose that put you on the back quite a bit and it was a sign of things to come then in the league. It was, yeah. We never really picked up where was, the difference was last year. We lost our first game and then we, we picked ourselves back up with a really brilliant performance in, against Leash. So, yeah, a lot, we know Longford really well at this stage um, over the last number of years. So, um, you know, I think it'll be tight. I don't think there'll be a hell of a lot between the teams, but um, we'll be confident that if we can produce something like we did today, you know, we'll have a brilliant chance. Loud supporters, even though they won't, won't be present next week, they'll be hoping that you can replicate something like you produced last year down at Wexford Park. Yeah, that's a good barometer for us as well, a good reference point. Um, you know, that was a good championship away game. Um, next week, it's sort of a mixture of away and neutral, so... Um, yeah, look, if we can do that and, you know, as I say, if we can add to what we've produced today, we'll have a good chance of winning because, you know, a championship win would de- certainly, today helped, of course, um, but a championship win would definitely give everybody a boost. Were you surprised uh, Longford didn't uh, opt to maybe try and play a game today in the, the league? They conceded the walk, or of, of course, they weren't mathematically out of the promotion race, but uh, decided to... Not, not to play was that a strange one in your uh, estimation it probably was yeah I, 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 look they obviously have their ideas of what they wanted to do and how they prepared for next weekend so that's up to them but it probably was a strange one um, you know I think we all should be playing our league games regardless of where you are on the table and but look, as I said, that's up to them. It's not nothing to do with us, really. Mm, but lad, but certainly you fulfilled your fixture against Down because it was just a, a bit of boost, a bit of a boost that you needed. Exactly. So it worked out for us. We wanted it, as you said, we wanted to make those couple of changes and do a few different things. And um, yeah, so it, it turned out to be, you know, it's a tough, it's a tough enough schedule when you're going, you know, three, four weeks in a row. But look, we're glad we played the game. We're glad we got a performance. Glad we won. So it gives us a boost for next week. That's very very Team today, Wayne. It's called. Thanks to you. It looked, uh, I suppose, I'm not going to say stronger lineup, but they, they didn't. They seemed to be a lot more experienced back in the team um, for today's game. The players, you were able to get Bevan back out at midfield. 
it, it definitely had a more maybe balanced look to it. Would you would you would you concede? Um, I don't know about balance, but um, defensively we were better today. Obviously, um, last week we were far too open, and we changed things for last week, and obviously it didn't quite work. Um, so, regardless of the personnel, I just thought the way we set up today was was better. We worked on it all week, and. Um, but it always helps to have the experienced players on like um, but there was a lot of inexperience there like Owen Callan hasn't played six I don't think before for Loud and even like Sakiki and Conor Wheeler coming in I thought they were excellent and giving obviously away physical disadvantages big men but I thought they were good like you know so yeah no, it, it, look it, some days it works some days it doesn't I suppose the performance if that is replicated next week is that a performance you feel is good enough to win a game in the Lancet Championship well it, it, it'll be that performance plus it will be that performance plus no point in saying otherwise like it, but you know when we're in our position obviously we're, we're rock bottom literally um, confidence wise on the, on the league table so it can only help you know um, we'll you know we'll see what way we what way we want to set up next week and what personnel we, we'll use but it's a good it's a, it's a platform for us we're not saying well, you know Cloud nine or anything, but it's it's a platform compared to what way the league went and yeah. what way the year went. I know it, it. Both teams could be similar, but it's nearly a guessing game for both teams in terms of the opposition, what team they're going to play, what players they have available. Uh, from your end, can you use that to your benefit? Do you envisage, you know, many changes? Ryan Burns obviously missed out through injury. Um, do you do you fancy any others coming back or, or what's well, the story? Yeah, there's a possibility. Like I think we might have lost down with Campbell today I, I don't know but it doesn't look good any at the minute so but the, it's uh, it's groin groin injury so I thought he was excellent yeah. in a lovely quiet controlled way anyway but but you've had McCarlin back after suspension so you know he'll, he'll obviously have a good chance of coming back in and being involved but there'll be there'll be a few different like we always say to them there's always like to be like the 26 in the team changed after Friday night's training session so I told them that so it, it does change you know depending on how they train now we're obviously not slugging them during the week and it's a lot of recovery but and that's where we got organisational stuff done during the week um, so there the could be changes we'll see yeah Emmett's a ready made replacement for you might have been worried he was going to get two yeah it, it was good news when that man over there Bob said it was only one game so that's that's a plus so he he will have a good chance of being involved now because he has a good bit of he's a young chap but he's, he's experienced in three and six positions ways so he will definitely come into the wreck and, um, so that's good Like it's it's not ideal at Dermot because Dermot was doing well for us even though we had a difficult year Dermot I still think Dermot you know, showed very well so he's a, he's a good lad he has leadership qualities as well which is good Yes, so there's Wayne, and that's just oh, it's a little bit unfortunate with with uh, Darren Campbell, but thankfully, like Wayne alluded to, we have Emma Carlin ready and willing and able to come back in if Dermot doesn't make it. So it's just a pity for Dermot. Would have liked to have him for that championship game, but hopefully we get over Longford, and we might we take on Leash and we we'll be back in. Yeah, imagine I'm thinking about um, playing Leash. Uh, like I'm getting way ahead of myself. I know we beat a down team that was not their full strength team, but it's still a very, very good down team. We look at the quality throughout uh, the side. Uh, I suppose that's that's the that's the number one, the first talking point. 
I'm getting way ahead of myself. I'm getting over. But that's what happens with a win. Imagine we got this win early on in the league. The confidence, like those young players and all the even experienced players just getting that win. There's some difference to the mindset of a panel and the perspective on things. Because we can look positively ahead. You can look with it open, open our mind. You can uh, you can actually enjoy your football, enjoy your training. And the confidence we're going to get from this win is going to be unreal. You can see it at the final whistle when the, when the, when the referee, David Goff, blew the whistle. It was visibly noticeable that the, that the boys were uh, delighted with the win and they wanted to win. It was important to them. And the players, it was important to them. And I think they were kind of repaying the management and the management were kind of delighted for the players at the same time as well. So that's number one, all about getting a win. <laughs> and then we kind of, we get to a couple of um, bits in between. And I was, you know, I was very impressed with Craig Lynch's kickouts. They were really, I wouldn't even say kickouts, it was restarts. He was finding John Clutterbuck. He was finding Sam Mulroy. He was finding uh, Bevan Duffy. He's finding Tommy Dornan. And they were paying off, and we were getting a good platform in the game, which hasn't been the case. So maybe it's an extra weekend training. Maybe that's something to have worked on, but um, definitely the restarts were really good. Um, so that's something to definitely build on, and it's it's going to get better as well. Um, talking point number three, I suppose, would be um Owen Callahan at six. In that sort of game. Uh, in that sort of game. It suits Owen Callahan, that kind of chess match of a game where two sides are setting up, uh, setting up like that, and setting up in terms of you're going to get patient play, you're going to get lateral play, you're going to get time and space on the ball. The ball's going to recycle back across the field. Owen Callahan is brilliant at that, and he's absolutely brilliant at six today. <laughs> His distribution of the ball, the way he was able to to ride the challenges. The way he was able to find passes to pick the ball, um, find space, um, find targets inside. It was just made for him, and he, he he's probably um, he's probably the most tailored player for that position in terms of distribution. Um, he probably like he didn't have a lot of defensive duty to do today. With with kind of Paul Devlin, he's, he's a different type of player. He kind of he's a deep kind of deep line player he's not going to attack the line he's not going to run at Callow but um, Callum was just brilliant in that position he's probably the best the best suited for that and uh, I suppose talking about number four then would be defence we obviously worked in a way instead of but even before that I, I had it marked down here I mean also at the game we were defensively solid and you could hear we were talking so much better you could hear everyone communicating uh, Kevin Carr was brilliant today he just completely snuffed uh, Donald O'Hare out of the game he didn't even get a shot um, Paddy Riley was brilliant at communicating he was hitting the line he was coming out of defence as well when he wanted to and uh, Dermot was just so good at full back just completely destroyed the debutant Owen McCabe at full forward just pull him off football um, and then uh, the two wing backs they're the two wing backs they're the best two and loud and it just worked really well. We weren't we weren't giving them space to operate in. We were shutting them down. We weren't giving away goal chances. We were solid and we were countering very hard from that. So we've learned we've really learned from that court game where we were opened up, we were giving away a goal a goal chance we gave away five sloppy goal chances, but the intensity was there. But it was more to do with the organisation and the way we walked on it, the way we had bodies around. Well, we had Callow at six and we had Paddy Riley uh, 
uh, kind of organising everything there, and then we we good matchups, and yeah, it looked really good, really solid. And five is a nod to the five jocks players. That's probably the most ever. I, I mentioned it last week the four, and uh, with Wheelow coming on, but the five start. I said it's the most ever from Dave Martin starting in the team. Uh, so one tour of the team. And uh, that, that was one of the points I made last week. So this will be talking point number six. We have a lot more uh, senior players, Division 1 players in that team today. You know? Um, and let me count them up. Yeah, we had 11 and a half. Um, I suppose the half being Paddy Riley because they play Division 1 football. But they are now um, senior. Uh, having won the Intermediate Championships and he's uh, that experience. So it's a lot more than last week. Probably started with um, probably yeah we started with about seven last week because Bournemouth dropped out of the side Robbie Corran and Connor Early yeah so it, it just that that's one of the points that's one of the stuff you might hear on the Patreon podcast if you tune in and listen um, but yeah it just showed that and I suppose talking about number seven was the work rate. Laird's work rate was really evident today. We worked really hard all over the field, put in tackles everywhere. Colin McKeever was just typified that. Put himself about, crossed the field, and got rewarded with the goal um, late in the second half. Um, so, yeah, that, that that was it. Like We worked really hard across the field. John Clutterbuck was so, so, uh, so energetic across the field. Liam Jackson had a brilliant game as well. And I suppose talking point number eight is this six and eleven. These two boys off that Laird minor team are probably the most talented 6-11 we've had in a long, long time. They're tricky, they're elusive, they're intelligent footballers. And that's all you want, that's all I, I look for in a team is intelligent footballers. And these 6-11 are probably the most cutting edge you get. Um, the, the, the lines are running, finding the pockets of space, being so hard to get picked up and marked. That is really, really exciting. It's amazing how things are just flipped. Like these are these are lads now. Get them in, get them games, and then build on them. Get them more game time, and then they'll, we'll build a big platform on it, on it now, um, because they're the they're the players to build around and to build towards for the next for the coming years. And I tell you what, we won't be too far away. We we definitely we'll definitely have good cornerstones there in Old Cal and Kieran Keenan. Kieran Keenan, just his creativity in the forwards today. Coming off the shoulder, um, finding passes, just his movement and, and pulling, dragging lads out of space. The number six, Colin McCartney, didn't know what to do with him at times. And he's he, he, he finding goals, he creates goals. That's what his game is all about, beating that man, finding the overlap, coming off the shoulder. And he did it last week against Cork in that cameo. He did it, um, he did it uh, today as well, come off the shoulder and got a point as well. Sorry, just on, on that previous point, number seven on work rate. Connor Whelan inside. His work rate was unreal. He was going to course there, but it was unreal. He just lateral movement over and back, over and back. Because sometimes he was inside his own. Sam would go out the field and maybe get a kick out off Craig Lynch. He'd, but Whelan could hold the line inside, keep stretched the down defence, and he was really good. He won balls. He shouldn't have won. He's full of confidence. I would have a lot more of those players in from the back end of that championship and throw them, even if they have no county experience at all, because Conor Whelan has proved that he's come in on form, on the back for a solid championship, on the back of the Jocks winning, and he's full of that confidence. 
so um yeah that's where we are and then number nine talking point number nine this looks like Laird's best team all the players are in their, in their normal regular used to positions like Denver Campbell's in the full back Bevan's in the middle of the field that, like I mentioned earlier those are the two best wing backs we have Anthony Williams and Don Tuttlebuck we have Kevin Carr the best man marker in the county back in the squad back in the setup man marking the opposition's best forwards in a cornerback and he was driving forward as well it wasn't as if he was just sitting in marking Tommy Doran and Bevan have a nice balance in the middle of the field as well um, they, they're mobile enough to get around the field they're strong in the air and they'll get through an awful lot of work as well and we have two modern day wingers in now in Liam Jackson and Colin McKeever pace, energy, hard work, tackling and we have the likes of 6 and 11 they, they might, as Wayne alluded maybe a little bit smaller or might come up against it physically wise but they'll overcome that with their football intelligence they haven't got this far without but by, 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 by not doing so so they'll continue to do that. Paddy Riley's going to help us in that sweeper formation because we need we need that help. We need that platform, and then you have that balance up front. The two boys and the jocks who know each other inside out. Samuel Ryan and Conor Whelan. So that looks like Loud's best team. Now, say you might throw Emma Carlin back into that team in somewhere in the defence. Maybe now for Derek Campbell or Andy McDonald back in or Derek Maguire. But more than likely, you have your best players there. You have Conor Grimes, you have Ryan Bourne coming off the bench. James Craven is back doing a fitness test today. He'll be back, and he'll be back in the mix as well. So that's the that's the kind of panel we have, and we stumbled on the team. Probably the best lead team. What a time to stumble on it! This is point number ten, and probably my final point of this wonderful loud winning podcast is: it's the best time to get a win. Right on before championship, because we have no fear of Longford. We we've a, we've as good a chance of beating Longford as anyone does, and we owe them a beating as well. They bet us a couple of times now at this stage. We, and even at the start of the year, we weren't even playing that well down in Longford. We could have beaten them. We coughed up a load of goal chances that could have won it. Their midfielder got a couple of frees, long range frees, and they're actually weaker since that because Michael Quinn has left them. So it's there for us. It really is. We we have a great chance. We have. Look, uh, I'm going to get into all this during the week on the Loud and Proud Patreon podcast. I'm going to leave you at that. Uh, the football. So that's that's the win. The three fourteen to sixteen point win. And uh, what a difference a win makes. And um, I was just going to finish by talking about the Horlers, who were so unfortunate yesterday in their loss. They were about three ten to one fifteen. In the Laurie Mar Cup, there's three there's three teams in that in that group, in that in the competition. Warwickshire pulled out, so well they can't play with, with COVID. So Cavan is the remaining team. They look good at stages. They look really well, looking to play really well. They turned the screw to hit one six after half time. Um, Jamie McDonald with the goal from the seconds, and it looked like they were going to push on and win the game comfortably. Next thing out of nowhere. Fermanagh get a get a goal from the full forward Sean Corrigan is quite good that put three in it and we were kind of living dangerously Donald, Donald Connolly pulled off a save and Ronan Bourne took one off the line but uh, out of nowhere their captain their wing forward John Duffy stout fella just pinged the pinged the sweetly struck strike in the midst of a load of play a load of bodies and that levelled the game and they were still stunned and fucking Corrigan gets the ball out in the wing 
and fires it over the bar with the, with a win and score. There was a hell of a point to win it. We did have a chance to level Darren Gagan with a chance to level with a free from the end. But um, <laughs> the way it's looking, we should have enough to be calving. We'll definitely be pissed off after this. We'll train hard and we'll come back and beat Cavan in a fortnight's time. For Man to play Cavan next weekend at home in Brewster Park. We play Cavan in Brewster, in uh, Breffney. Should do the business there. And again, revenge against Fermanagh in the final. Um, so, all is not lost for Paul McCormick's men. I'm the eternal optimist. So, it's nice to finish the podcast on a positive. That things are on the up for loud football. We've got, we got a win under the belt. The Horlers are going to win the Larimar Cup, according to me. Um, we we have it all to play for now. This Sunday, a <coughs> half one in Mullingar against Longford we have a great chance we have settled on our best team we have 5 jocks players there we have loads of Division 1 players we have 6 and 11 that's very exciting and new um, we'll, it'll all be on GA Go so everyone will be tuning in to watch it and we have Emma Carlin to come back in we won a game um, so these are all the talking points that's what we've gone through to Horland as well um, there's going to be tons more on the Laird and Proud Patreon podcast. Please sign up. Please join in and support the Laird and Proud. Um, we'll, uh, there's a nice community in there at the moment. It's uh, there's, there's there's loads of there's loads of kind of insights during the week, not just podcasts. So there's a lot happening on a lot of activity on it. And uh, yes, yeah, so there's going to be even more this week in the big championship build up in the last week in October, Halloween week. Who'd have thought you'd be playing championship football? And Halloween, such is the year that it is. And um, thanks very much for tuning in. Really enjoyed that. Really enjoyed that win. And um, onwards and upwards. To, well, as we march to Mullingar next Sunday. So uh, bring it on. I'll chat to you during the week, uh, Tuesday and Thursday with with preview podcasts. And um, thanks very much for tuning in. Really appreciate. It. Follow me on Instagram, on SoundCloud, on Patreon, on all the social media, Twitter, Facebook as well. But that's it. Thanks for watching. Chat to you again on the Loud and Proud Patreon podcast. She was cool, she was red hot I mean she was steaming